What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another very special episode of the Melanin Money Show. Of course, you know we have the crew here, Jacqueline, Carter, and myself, but we have a very special guest, the Tanya Rapton. Tanya, how you doing? I'm great. I'm happy to be here with you guys. We're happy to have you. The Y'all, one and only. The one and only. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny about Tanya? Actually, there is another Tanya Rapley. Really? I'm named after her. It's my aunt. Oh, yeah. oh okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's my dad's sister. Her name is actually Tanya Rapley. <laughs> really weird. I was like, really? Yeah. Y'all couldn't find another name? Okay, so <laughs> real generational wealth here. Yeah. Pass down names. And- you know? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Because my son is the fifth Joseph. In, in the you know, and, and, I, and I was like, I was on the fence because I'm a junior. And I mean, I don't have the greatest relationship with my dad. It's not, it wasn't bad, but I don't have the greatest relationship with my dad. I was like, do I want to continue the legacy or do I want to kind of give him his own, his own trajectory? So you just name him legacy. Legend. 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 Sorry. Legend. Yeah. I was yeah. like, hey, you know, because you got it. Now you got to, you got to be great. Yeah. But, but you know, I think what makes uh, Tanya so special is that like, I think everybody has a similar story. Like before we knew each other on a personal level, like you just see this black woman with natural hair on the cover of a magazine. Was it was the formal title? Was it the New Face of Wealth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New Face of Wealth. Building. New Face of Wealth. Building. At this time, I didn't know who Tanya was, but I knew who Tanya was. I'm like, who is this person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to see the evolution from then to all the things you're doing now, um, it's just incredibly special. So we just want to kind of, I guess, start with your story, right? Like, how did you get, how did you get into the financial literacy, financial education space in the first place? I think my story is kind of different from you guys or um, I feel like I've I would say finance found me. Like I did not go to college for finance. I went to school for public administration. I wanted to be a foreign services officer. And so I thought I was going to have a good government job Mm -hmm. and just do kind of follow my parents' trajectory because my mother and father are career military. And, but I knew I wasn't going to the military. And I was working at a nonprofit at the time and did a workshop around financial literacy and was sitting mm-hmm. in the room like, wait a minute, like, you went to college, you're not living life how you thought you would be at this mm-hmm. point. And I just, I couldn't afford to pay someone else to help me learn about money. So I mm-hmm. had to teach myself. Mm-hmm. And my parents being career military, which is like, you said, need, all you need in life is good credit. Like, that's all you need in life. Right, right, right. And I was like, good start. Um, good start. Yeah. It, it's, it's there, but there's some pieces missing. There's mm-hmm. some right. things missing because I have, I had bad credit, actually. I don't have none of it. Right. Um, and so I started teaching myself and then I started sharing what I was learning. And what I realized was there was a void in the market for people who didn't come from finance backgrounds right. who might have had issues or struggled with math growing up and they wanted to connect with someone who understood that's that gap. Right. And so that's how I approach financial education. Yeah. And I think what's unique about it is the, is how relatable it is, right? Because when it is a financial advisor or a CPA or CFP, whatever the case may be, it's almost this intimidation factor. Like, of course, you know money, right? You literally got the credentials. True. But for you, it's kind of like you're almost like the voice of like you think to ask the questions they don't know how to ask. So they feel very 
comfortable because it's like, oh, I would. That's how I would think about it, right? Because I got um, those questions. Yeah, like, <laughs> these are my like, questions. I, I tell my artists right. like, I'm you. You know, yeah, at the end right. of the day, and now I've grown and I've learned a lot more. And now I'm, I've been mm-hmm. doing it since 2013. So now I'm in a different space, but I still remember when I was that person sitting mm-hmm. in a seminar, kind of like, don't none of this make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. So. I started in 2014, which is when you were on the magazine. And it's just- Were you inspired by that? Absolutely. Okay. That's where I'm going. Like it was an inspiration. And so I know you're touching people you don't even know that you're touching. Cause I just started, well, starting to pursue my certified financial planner designation. And I was like, who's this beauty? What is this? I have to know, yeah. right? So I really appreciate the inspiration and you going forward, taking that step to just like, let me create this brand. Was it super intentional when you got started? It became intentional. When I first got started, website was ugly. Tried to do my own WordPress site. It was, <laughs> yeah, we it was all been there. Right. couldn't afford it any to hire anybody. And then I went to it was at June and I wanted to go to Paris with my mom and sister. I wanted mm-hmm. to go to Paris and London. And my boss gave me the hardest time about taking time off. And mm-hmm. I'm working at a nonprofit, which means you're working 60 hours a week for peanuts. Right. And in my mind, I was like, how dare you not let me take this time <laughs> off? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we were we're here at this conference. One of the things the guy said yesterday was like, don't get mad at what the circumstances are. Get mad that you're in the circumstances. Mm, so for me, it was like, OK, I'm not going to get mad at her. I'm mad that I can't own my time to travel without having to worry about her when there's other people I've seen online do it. That's a fact. So it was like, I have this vehicle. I have this blog and this idea. Let's figure out how to make this profitable. So I, after about six months into MyFab Finance, I decided I was going to make it a profitable blog and website. That was in 2013. That was June 2013. Um, Black Enterprise happened in 2014. And I was resigning from my job by September of 2015. Boom, 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 boom. All right. So let's talk a little bit about that. MyFab, I mean, your your brand and your presence is, is phenomenal. I'm sure there's a ton of people that do know you, but there might be some people who aren't familiar with evolution. So let's talk about where my five finance started and where my five finance is today oh that's a good question i think my five finance started out as my fat fico so it yeah. started out as credit yeah and then fico was like uh no actually <laughs> take our name out your mouth Keep our- <laughs> fico said girl and it was actually a benefit for me because that required me to rebrand and finance, which mm-hmm. is like, that's such a larger umbrella. Like right. I can cover mm-hmm. so many things. So that's when I started touching on budgeting and credit. And it really was kind of, I want to say it was like sex in the city meets finance. Okay. Because I was living in New York City at the time. Yeah. And one of the things that's always been true at MyFab Finance is we don't do deprivation as a financial freedom strategy. Mm. So yeah, I believed in like fabulous, my fab, the emphasis on like looking good, feeling good, doing things that you enjoy but keeping your finances in mind. I never put this together. I yeah. get it now. I get it now. I so it's like, you're not, I mean, when I go to like my rental properties, a lot of times I'm running around town, I have on a hoodie and right. sweats and like sneakers, but you're not going to see me like, but she look like she down on a hard time. <laughs> I used to go to some of these finance conferences. I'd be like, you look like you dumpster dive. Like that is, that's not, that's not it. That's it not how I want to live trying, my life. Trying to live fire, looking like garbage fire, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know, they might've sold their site for like 2 million, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, which right. is cool. But that's just not how I was raised. And when I think about my money story, a lot of that comes into it. Like, you know, we're coming up on Easter and like growing up, you know, you got your Easter best. My Mm -hmm. mom, like, you ain't leaving the house. Like, who did it and how come? Right. And those are things that are kind of, those are part of my story. And so I was like, how can I be financially responsible and do Mm -hmm. this at the same time? How can I help other women 
who want to spend time with their friends, who want to travel, right. who want to be cute, and but also want to be financially mindful. Awesome. Awesome. So can you share a little bit about like the product offerings? Like do you got, so is it like content driven? Is it our blog posts? Is it like a community? Like, tell us a little bit about like, what is it that finance, that people can tap into with my fat finance? When I started my fat finance, the first thing that I was able to generate revenue on was a printable, okay. a digital product. Was, it was like a, a printable. It was like, a printable. printable it was budget. It was like a budget. Yeah. So I knew I wanted a product. So I went on Pinterest it was like, what are people making who talk about money? And people mm-hmm. were making like these little budget download PDFs. I was like, bet, I'm gonna have this redesigned and yeah, I'm gonna create my yeah, own. Yeah. So that was the first product, but I was selling those for like $7. And at this point, mm-hmm. we're not paying no bills off this printable. So I was like, <laughs> sales, but it's, ah. Something has to change. Yeah. And then, so then I started coaching and I was offering coaching sessions, like three sessions for $50. Ooh. Oh, we, were close. we were close, we were close to that. Yeah, we yeah. went too far off. Yeah. I, was, I was $75 a month and I came with unlimited calls. Yeah. Oh, it was 150 yeah. and it was I, one, maybe two. I was going back and looking at some of my graphics from then. I was like, oh my gosh. I remember I had like three tiers. I had three tiers, right? I had the $49 tier, Ooh. the set I had uh 75 and then 150. I was like, if I get somebody on 150, <laughs> you can't <cable> television, bro. <laughs> right. like, I get somebody on 150. It's up there. I it's thought, wild. Yeah. You know what's you know what's bad? I probably shouldn't admit this, but I used to do them at my job. So there was like a cafe downstairs. These are yeah. go downstairs to do financial literacy and then go back upstairs and go back to work. Yeah. Though. I mean, it's actually really efficient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here and here at the same right. time. Yeah, right, right. right. This, whole, so this whole building is paying. I'm going to the bathroom, to the cafe, I'll be back. Right. <laughs> yeah, where were you at? Right. Yeah, so that was the first. Um, I did some coaching, and then I got introduced to the brand partnership bag. And that's when I was like, oh, <laughs> I did a day of work for what it took me a month to make. Right. Let's figure this out. Let's figure out this brand partnership mm-hmm. situation. So today, my fat finance is largely um, my revenue streams are basically brand partnerships and speaking engagements. Got it. Uh, but I think when COVID hit, that's when I became, I got a little worried because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, are these brands going to feel comfortable spending these budgets they previously were? Right. And they were. They, they, were. they still yeah. were because that was my most... that. Up until then, that was my most profitable year. Then the next year is my most profitable year. Then the next year is my most profitable year. Right. So it keeps growing. Right. But it Shout also- out last year, first million dollar year. Hey. Last right year. Now. And I was real, I was, um, I, yeah, I had generated a million dollars in sales, but not in a single year. Yeah, so it, like, okay. Like you yeah. said, a million dollars is a lot of money depending on how quickly you make how it. How quickly right. If it's 40 years, it. not a lot of money. It's like, oh, right. we it's spread this over. That's yeah. 250K. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. But in a year, it's like, oh, that changes some things. Yeah. I can start yeah. making some moves on some of the goals that I have. Right. Let me hold a dollar to next Friday. You, you know, you know I, I can give you 10. There no. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You know what I'm saying? You got to ask for more. <laughs> but it... um. It's, it's evolving and it evolves based on the needs of our audience. Right now we have a boot camp that we're doing and I actually taught the boot camp because I want to make sure that it's effective and mm-hmm. then I'm going to be moving out of it. Um, and this is Karis. Hey. hey. He is taking his shoes off. Yeah. He's getting comfortable. He's awesome, love huh? Hey. He's like, what's going on here? You want to go back in there? No. Okay. <laughs> that's, almost, that's almost done. Okay. That's, that's gonna be. That's gonna so, be good. Yeah, that's gonna that's, be good. It's cute. So, so yeah, I'm a mom too, and I would, say, I would say that motherhood definitely challenged how I was making money with my fat finance because before I had him, it was nothing to get on the flight. It was nothing to go to a speaking engagement. Mm-hmm. It was nothing to be in different places all you know different times. Right. Um, or different places like each day. I could be in LA one day, I would mm-hmm. be in Vancouver the next day, then I'd be in New York and then I'd go down to Miami. Right. No problem. I didn't have a child. Yep. Hey, Karis, 
And I remember that first month, I was like, I don't want to leave my baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to leave my baby. And um, a lot of what I'm doing now is about lifestyle design, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But now it's to the point where, okay, I don't have to leave my baby. Now I'll take my nanny with me. Oh, dope. Yeah, dope. And one thing that um, I like about your platform is that oftentimes in the space, I want to sit with mommy. Oftentimes we um, think about all the products that we got to sell our end user, right? But what I love about what you do is it's proof that who you serve doesn't have to be who pays you. Yes. And right? so that was also intentional for me right. because I felt like me having the nonprofit background, me having that nonprofit approach. I felt like I don't want to rely on people who might be financially insecure to pay me. And I was going to ask you because you're, you're preaching budgeting and saving money, but hey, buy something from it. Right. And right. that that was a moral conflict of interest for me. It really was. And so I figured I'm going to structure my business in a way where brands underwrite the cost of my operations and my monthly expenses and everything else. And then whatever I offer is actually, they're just, it's requiring buy-in from them. Right. It's icing on the cake. And so even now when we offer something, I'm like, listen, the lights are going to be on. Right. You know, literally, right. the lights are going to be on whether or not you enroll in this program. But I really want you to commit to yourself. Right. 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 Karis, right. mommy needs you to stop running in. Okay? I need you to go sit down and either sit here or sit in there. Uh, here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, you know, so I think that's a great pivot. I just had a son. We all know, you know, little young legend. Yes, sir. Um, yes. Ten, ten weeks old. Love the little guy. And we were talking offline before we happened on the podcast. It's like, you know, parenting does change everything, right? And so how do you go about it? I know it's a constant evolution, but balancing, you know, motherhood, this this mogul that you're becoming, and also marriage, right? Like all of these components. Like how do you balance all of those things? It's... I don't think that, you know, someone um said there's really no such thing as balance. Like one yeah. thing is going to suffer. Like you got, you holding one thing in your hand, you're juggling something else. Right. I would say that motherhood and um, marriage might've been easier for me to balance because they were kind of in the same. If I was spending time with my husband, I could spend time with care and then care mm-hmm. go to sleep and everything. Uh, but I think that it required me to be a much better planner mm-hmm. and lean on my village. For sure. Karis. For sure. Sorry, y'all. No, That's no, all good. No, no. It's real life, right? Did you put your headphones on? No. What's, what's wrong? <laughs> and it requires me to think about, like, this is a little person, and mm-hmm. he demands my attention. Mm-hmm. And I need to have businesses and operations in place that allow me to dedicate the attention right. that I want to give him. Because one of the things that inspired me to become an entrepreneur is my mother being in the military mm-hmm. and the fact that my mother would have to go somewhere, and she had no say-so. Right. on how long she was going to leave her family. Mm. And so when I was 15 years old, my mom went to Korea for a year. And 15 for a one, for a girl, like, that's you're going to high time. school. That's a big year. No yeah. FaceTime. No FaceTime, no, oh, wow. but this yeah. is the 90s. And yeah, so... Right. You got a Nokia cell phone at best. No. Yeah. <laughs> at best. Phone. Like, it oh, was yeah, like the military, early, those, yeah. like, those opera rings, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. like, it was yeah. literally that. And I remember being like, I don't ever want to be in a position where someone tells me how I can show up in my children's life. What's going on, guys? George Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you got to have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to melaninmoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're going to absolutely love our latest additions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it. 
Um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now, as I think about how I structure as an entrepreneur, it's kind of like Kara's comes first, or we have the nanny, we have support staff, we have the tribe, we have the village. Right. And um, things change, things grow. I mean, now, so uh, I've been transparent about this. Me and his father are, he, he's like, standing right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready for the camera. <laughs> so me and his father are in the process of getting a divorce. And it's kind of one of those things where I think that actually has given me a little more freedom. Yeah. Because now we have, this is your time. This is my time. I'm going to book my things on my time. Right. And that requires a whole other level of planning from us and me now looking at, okay, now I'm a single mother. And how do I plan things for myself and Karis with right. that considered? And when I realized that we were going to get a divorce, one of the things I was most happy about was that I had been planning financially for that. Like money was the least of my worries. And that's so huge because you didn't have to make an emotional decision based off what your finances are like. Exactly. But, but firstly, thank you for being transparent about that because yeah. I didn't even know. I don't know if you've really publicly shared it, but... It's, 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 it's dripping. It's yeah. dripping out. <laughs> I mentioned it on a podcast yesterday my friend called. Yeah. She was like, girl, what you say? No, on a, um, sorry, a live yesterday. What you say on your live? Because I got like three phone calls about you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I did mention. I forgot. Because yeah. I'm very transparent and yeah. that's also a big part of my brand is just being transparent. Like. Right. My best friend told me, if you use your truth or you, uh, if you own your truth, no one can use it against you. Exactly. So it's for me, it's uh-huh. like, I'm transparent. So look, yeah, yeah. What you, what you going to say? I've been told right. the people that. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. And, it's, and, it's, and it's just life, right? It's, it's, it's life. But I'm so happy that I'm in a financial position where I can choose things that honor myself and honor who I'm becoming. And I don't have to stay around because of money. Because yeah. mm. there's so <laughs> many women there's so many people who are in scenarios where they aren't able to fully step into their power because of money yeah you know that makes me think about whether it's whether it's relationships or whether it's business oftentimes starting something new isn't the hard thing what's hard for people is the idea of unraveling something Ooh. and what comes from that right yeah. that is so, so true so oftentimes people will stay in something like even with business like let's say you find this new software new crm you know that's what you need to do yeah. but you're thinking like man but i gotta, I gotta offload this i gotta yeah. do this yeah. and oftentimes mm-hmm. we'll we'll Here. spend time well, because of how much it takes to unravel something, we'll dwell on something that we know we need to make a decision on. You yeah. know, yeah. but sometimes in life, it's like when when you're called to do something different. When the, well, my favorite quote, y'all have heard me say it several times: "When the facts change, so do I." Mm, I like that. Right? I was waiting for a George Bar. Dropping in bars because all y'all be dropping bars. Like yeah. I was excited about coming to this podcast because you, all three of you, are so wise and so intelligent, mm-hmm. and I'm a fan. Honestly, like I'm yeah. sincerely a fan and I, I love the being in that station in life where people will come and be like, you're a finance OG. Yeah. And at first I was like, uh, boo, I'm not even 40 yet. How yeah. OG? <laughs> yeah. But but for us, when I came into personal finance game, I, I, I saw you on Black Enterprise. Right. And then I went to FinCon and I saw you and I was. I, no, I was starstruck. I was like, that's the girl I was on. And she's like, no, that's the big <laughs> yeah. hair. I'm like, that's her. I'm going to say what's up next year. I'm going to be this year, but next yeah. year I'll see her. Oh, I'm going to say what's you up. You know what's funny? And so, so it's funny. So me, so in person the first time, was I think it was the first BYB in DC. Yeah. Was that when your book launched 2018? Yeah. Yeah. So funny story, right? And so she was had her table. I think Abu was there. Your uh, Part of your team was there. And I was like low key, like I was in line, had my copy of the book. I was like, I'm gonna get it to sign my book too. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's so cool how we can all appreciate and respect each other in that regard, right? But like, I just, I just love the work that she was doing. I have, I bought like a few copies. I gave some away, 
And um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Charlotte. Let me share my what? fangirl story. Y'all got to share it out. Get it out, get it out, get it out. It was actually virtual first, right? We did that virtual generational wealth panel, mm -hmm. which is inside of the Million and Millionaires Club, if y'all are interested. Yeah. Um, but you did that virtual, and then it was like, oh my gosh, she's here. And then I saw you in person at like a mentorship thing. And I was like, I'm not going to fangirl. 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 <laughs> did you eventually fangirl? My thing is this, like, we don't know our impact. From like, one of my favorite quotes, you can't read the label of your jar from inside of it, yeah. right? So you might not think that you're, no, you're that's it, like, I'm but like we are watching you like oh, do these things and break these barriers, and I think that's why you have such you have such a success building a community because you're relatable and like you step into who you are on every cover, every brand deal. You never sacrifice right. who you are as a person. When you, yeah, when you take these deals. That part. Can we touch on that just really quickly? Because yeah. like I personally, like there's been a lot of times where, you know, I wanted to dye my hair blonde because a certified financial planner, just black women in finance, right? We're part of less than 10%. Mm -hmm. So like watching you with your natural hair, like what was that process for you? Like what was that journey? Like were you scared to step out there like that? How did that feel? I did have, Karis, mommy needs you to stay in one place. Okay. So stay in the bedroom. <laughs> Go get on the big bed. You got a chance. Yeah, you got it. You got it with you. You got it. He's like, you're so I know, I know we're borrowing mommy for a what little bit. What about that chair time. right there? You can sit right there, but you got to sit. He's like, so I want to sit in bed. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Here, take this. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry, y'all. No. Oh, that's not Oh, he's like, stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait, they see me? Like, oh, <laughs> they oh, saw oh, me running around? So yes, sir. Mommy's made for the camera, so am I. You made this. Step into my greatness. You made this. He's like, hey. Um, you know, Jacqueline, that was honestly, when I first got started, I had a lot of, um, I was very nervous about that. And it was one of the things that, I realized actually set me apart because then I would go to FinCon, I'd be like the black girl with the big hair. And it'd be like, oh, that's like, it right. became a trademark of mine. But initially I was concerned that it would prevent me from experiencing or obtaining opportunities. And then I have tattoos. I was like, I have a tattoo on my hand. Like I'm sending these meetings and everything, tattoos on my wrist and everything. I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> but it was just, it, it's who I am. And one of the things is we've worked jobs before. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, I'm not gonna show up not being who I am because then that's a job. Right. Thanks. And I don't want another job. I wanna just be myself and get paid to do that. And so it went from, it became an asset eventually. And I mm -hmm. decided, I was like, okay, I'm gonna let this be one of my assets. And I think some people ask me about being a black woman in finance and does it handicap me and everything else. And I kind of feel like, no, because there's not going to be a lot of black women in the room. And they're going to remember that time I talked to that black woman mm -hmm. at the conference. Like, it's going to be a whole bunch of, I don't want to say Beckys, but, you know, it's yeah, going to be a whole bunch yeah. of Susie and Beckys. But it's like, okay, I'm going to remember that woman I talked to because there weren't too many black women there. Right. So when we think about being different in our space or in our industry, mm -hmm. yeah, you definitely have to understand the customs and kind of, you know, you don't want to go too far. Right. But in the same sense that that might be your trademark, that might be your thing that people remember you by and yeah. bring on bring you opportunities because of that. So Speaking one step further, one step further on the hair. I love your name. Were you you were twins. Um <clears throat> so were you nervous to like straighten your hair or to wear it different ways? You know I'm a black woman. So it's like one thing <laughs> that is funny though. It's like 
People were like, I didn't know that was you because you got different hair today. <laughs> so I would go to conferences or think about it like, ooh, should I put braids in? Because they might not know who I am. Should I wear the signature afro? Mm -hmm. And then it came down to like, I'm going to do what I want. Right. And yeah. I'll just go up and reintroduce myself. Do what you want when you pop in a great philosophy. Do what you want when you pop And so what's also interesting, though, is before I started wearing my hair straighter, um, I was nervous about it because I'm like, oh, man, my afro. People know me for natural hair. People mm -hmm. know me for my afro. It's like, girl. You've been natural for 10 years. If you want to do something different, do something different. Thanks. Dope. We did not create these things to be hostages to like other people's that's perceptions right. or opinions of us. Mm. And I oh, that's a bar. It's a whole fact. Because, it, you know, and that brings me to a good point because you talk about this concept of lifestyle design, mm -hmm. right? You had a recent event recently. Yeah, recently. Design Your Life Weekend. Design Your Life Weekend, right? So shout out to that. And what I, what I get, I like about your platform too, because now we, you know, you're, you are a finance OG, right? So you are at the pinnacle of like this space where there wasn't a lot of people educating, right? Cause we were, we had the credentials so we were working with clients, but educating wasn't a lot of people doing it. It looked like us. Right. So I guess my thought process is now that you see people coming out um, in droves, right? You got people that are gurus and options or these very specific things mm -hmm. in, in personal finance. And you have this kind of this umbrella concept. Say, hey, look, I want to help you understand the fundamentals, right. To make these great uh, decisions to be able to design your life. Do you feel like ever compelled to like, have to niche down further or do you feel like your platform is your platform and you're serving who you're serving and there's an audience for that because oftentimes again i just see so many different people mm -hmm. like zeroing in on these things and i wonder do you ever feel like pulled right to, to to transition how your platform is set up you mean niche down in finance in particular yeah or just no. in general because yeah in general yeah yeah no no um, <laughs> I, I look at it as i'm the person who's going to get someone so when people ask me how i work with other people in the finance space i'm mm -hmm. like i help people find where the money, like that extra money in their budget or start creating better financial habits and start believing in themselves again. Mm -hmm. And then I introduce them to people like you. Like, gotcha. you, like you got like, okay, well, you know, previously I would introduce them to the financial advisors right. and everything like, okay, now you're more confident. Now you've broke through that, like that scarcity mindset and you're not living, you're not financially insecure anymore. Mm -hmm. Insecure, let's get you to the financial advisor. Let's get you to the point where you're growing your wealth. Mm -hmm. So no, I think I will continue to operate in that space as long as I operate within finance. Mm -hmm. But- me knowing that there's another version and my goal for my fat finance has always been to help people live life on their own terms mm -hmm. and a lot of now that is where my personal brand is going it is the lifestyle design aspect because then yeah. i have people who are like girl i paid off all my student loans i paid off all my debt so and so and so and it's like and they're kind of looking at me like what's next, what's yeah, next? Like, yeah right, right. Like, give me the keys like to live the rest of my life and so that's where i am and that's where i'm particularly passionate about because i think about my fat finance, the goal was always to be able to design my own life. Mm -hmm. So it's always been to be able to live life on my own terms. So mm -hmm. now it's like, okay, mm -hmm. now we're moving people, even in our own funnel internally, when we mm -hmm. do our quiz and see where people are at, some people who feel like they mastered their finances, great. Mm -hmm. Are you designing a life that aligns to your values? Mm -hmm. So now it moves them into my personal brand. Yeah. So actually for a friend, how do you, <laughs> how do you success? Because you do it really gracefully and really well. How do you balance two brands? You have the personal brand and lifestyle my fat finance how do you balance them give time to each nurture them and kind of still separate them or do you that's a great question team, team my yeah. team yeah. i have not managed the my fat finance instagram since i went on maternity leave with Kara. so 2018 and i begrudgingly handed it over i was literally posting in labor like i was in pre-labor posting so i remember my agent was like you were in labor when you posted i was like yeah but i handed it over then and i have not looked back 
Like now I get panicked if we are like, we have a lapse or someone isn't working out. We're like, I ain't going to post them, nothing. Right. So yeah. we got to hire somebody quick. Yeah. Um, but so, but I do the Instagram lives on there. But so we, I have had a social media manager for my fat finance, my personal brand. I haven't turned that over to anybody because it's me. It's like, yeah. I'm not to the point where it's like, I can't even make, I'm not Gary V. Right. I'm not right. at the point where I can't manage my personal brand. And I'm, I I like having my personal brand because it is based on what's most important to me. Yeah. But it was it, it was not until I hired someone. Well, actually, I started building my personal brand when I realized I wanted to have a baby. Because then I was like, okay, everybody on my fat finances is going to care about this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not going to care about like my pregnancy. They might be excited about the announcement photo, but they're yeah. not going to. But like, not the rollout. Yeah, yeah. they're like, okay, girl. Where's my budget time? Yeah, yeah, is this my fat finance or my fat family? <laughs> like, you know? So I was like, I do need to create a separate brand. And so mm-hmm. I started to do that. And then I amped it up once I was able to hire someone. Mm-hmm. But one of my goals last year was to make at least five figures, at least like $50,000 on my personal brand, just influencer partnerships. Um, we did almost a hundred thousand my personal brand, and then also to make brand partnership money with my fat finance. So now both brands are are fully monetized. Got it. Got dope, it. dope, dope, dope. So what is that pivotal moment for you where you're like, okay, I need to hire somebody to come in and help with my fat finance? I actually hired someone before I quit my job. Okay. I hired really? someone before I quit my job. I hired an assistant before I quit my job. Um, before you were making real money, you were just you. Any like anything my fat finance brought in, I paid her, and then I put it in my budget. I just put it that's, in my budget. That's the key that most entrepreneurs miss. They want to hoard the money. Yeah. When they don't. Any money that came in was like, okay, I'm going to give this to her so we can build like operations. I would go to FinCon and like one of the things I would take pictures of all the contacts that I made at FinCon, like the cards and I'd have her upload them. I send her a picture of all the contacts, upload them. I need you to do follow up because I have a nine to five that I have to go to. Right. So right. I hired an assistant, a virtual assistant before I left my job. And then I've always had executive assistant. I think after that, my next hire... Um, might have been an ads person because I was going to write my book, mm-hmm. and so Abu Abu was actually like my second hire, which is so crazy right. to say because I can't afford Abu now. I was say Abu has got to be Abu. Bad. He don't even do that anymore. Like you know, like and it's so funny watching him. And I think that's another beautiful part about this journey mm-hmm. is I've seen so many other people. My former assistant now she's a launch strategist and coach. Abu is just. Abu is Abu, right? Like the ads guy. You can't say ads and not say Abu, right? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success? Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day. He's probably going to pop up in everybody's feed now because he's right. right. got some type of technology. If, right. if he's not in your feed, he's going to pop up. Right. Um, but he was my next person. And then I hired a strategist and I had my manager. So those are like the next people that I hired a manager mm-hmm. um, to make sure I wasn't leaving money on the table. And I think that that's also important. Neo talks about having a salesperson. For me, my manager is my salesperson, Thanks. my agent slash manager, because he ensures that we're not leaving money on the table with brand partnerships. And me and Carter have spoken about this. I've seen my agent take jobs and deals from like $25,000 
or forty thousand dollars yeah. to half a million almost. Literally, so, and I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give your numbers, but we're in our mastermind, like learning from our mentor, and I'm looking over at Tyne's computer. This deal, this deal, this. Deal. She's closing more money than a mastermind cost in sixty minutes in the room, and I'm just like. This must be nice. <laughs> uh, it, it does allow me to, and it fits into the lifestyle design. You right. know, it fits into the lifestyle design. It allows me to work with a certain amount of ease. I'm like, okay, done. Oh, what overhead covered everything? Okay, we hit our goal. All right, let's let's go on to the next. <laughs> right. So, for our new entrepreneurs who are listening, or anybody who wants to take it to that next level, how did you find your agent? He found me at FinCon conference. Getting so, in the room. Getting, getting in the room, room and getting on the stage. Right. Mm. He found me because I was on the stage and he was an audience. And he would say, like, just let me figure out the flow. Let mm -hmm. me figure out how to pitch you. Let me figure out and everything. Let's get into our groove. Mm -hmm. And we started getting in that groove. And y'all in the flow now. I'll tell you that. We, For a fact, y'all in the good yeah. flow. We in a flow to the point where Adam, like, my Christmas gifts have, you know, I don't want to share, like, exactly how much he spends, but... I got this last gift. I was like, oh. <laughs> he's securing he secure that. He's securing you for next year. Like, you in. He made money. <laughs> okay. You yeah. know, went from being bottles to like things from boutiques. I said, okay. Say less. That's a good, that's a good manager. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can you share what the range is for his fee? Does he take a steady percent? He takes a percentage. So, so he's working for free, essentially. Essentially, until he makes money. He's a salesperson. Like, he works off commission, essentially. Which is what you want. Because they, they're, they're, they're locked into the bottom line, right? And, they, and they're aligned with your goals. Right. The more right. money you make and me... he's incentivized to make me more money. He's right. going to push a deal up. Because he's like, he that means more money for me. And so sometimes me and Adam will be talking. He'll be like, uh, what will you do this for? And I'd be like, well, I want to walk away with, like, say, a project. I'm like, I want to walk away with 50K. So put on top what you whatever you get. <laughs> I can walk away with that. He'd be like, "Heard you. Okay, let's do that. Say less." Right. Uh, so, but he does. Um, I don't want to say. I don't know what his percentages are now, but no, they're standard because um, it's like fifteen or twenty percent. Yeah. So with him, I worked out that he gets less if I took the deal to him and he negotiates it, and Got he gets it. more if he brings the deal to me. Makes like sense. That. So it's like, like inbound to you, and he's just like taking it to the next level. Like if they reached out and it was gonna be my right. my deal regardless, regardless yeah, yeah. You're, you're not gonna get your your job is to bump it up so the way yeah. everybody wins. Yeah, right. yeah, like you're not gonna get the because you it kind of just came to you. But right. if like I was minding my business, you like I was talking right. to so and so about you, and we locked this in. Take your full percentage. Right. right. I feel like Adam just got like the best testimonial ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, look, ever. Adam's a good man. He uh, is. Like, he and he. You know, one of the things that's important for me is. I operate with integrity and I want the people in my life to operate with integrity. Mm -hmm. And even to the point where he'll talk to me before taking on clients because me and him mm -hmm. have been working together for so long. Mm -hmm. So he'll be like, hey, I'm thinking about taking this person on. So, so, so what do you think? And another thing about me is like, I believe the jobs and the deals and the projects that are for me are going to be mine. Nice. If they love me, then there's nothing you can say other than like, maybe they might find a tweet of mine from back in the day. Be like, we don't know about her. But for the most part, if I'm their person, I'm their person. So no, take on whoever you want to take on. I want other people to experience this type of income. Right, right. Because it's, it's nice. Like the same way you have sleeping bag money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice. nice. This I is nice. Like I literally made a thousand dollars a minute for something um two weeks ago. And I did it and I in my head I was like, they're paying me a thousand dollars a minute. This is going to be taxing. I literally walked into my office, sat down, had a QA fireside chat. And a Q and like had a fireside chat and a Q and A. She make a thousand dollars for a verse in a studio. Thousand dollars a minute. I listen to rap lyrics different now. I'm like, <laughs> from my walkthrough. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's different when it resonates. Like, Drake, that, that, like that, that joint I sent you oh, when Drake said something about like the, the rollers with the green face. I was like, hey, it's different when you actually got the rollers with the green face. Yeah. <laughs> you have it? I want the Malachi Rolex. I had that one too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I want that one. It's smooth. That's, that's, a, that's the thing about myself. Like, I require myself to reach certain goals before I will allow myself to buy things. I'm sure you guys are. Everybody should. Which every is, you person have do that. To. Which you is which brings to. up a really good point because you you as a person have evolved. Like, forget your brand evolving. You as an individual have evolved, right? And so the Tanya that people knew in 2013 ain't the same Tanya. It's not. Like, people always ask me, like, why haven't you changed your number? I was like, you might got the number, but that George don't exist no more. You know what I'm saying? You Listen, might got the number. The conversation guy, pick it up. Right? <laughs> that doesn't, he doesn't exist anymore. So that brings up a good point because you got the Tesla now, you're traveling, and you, you do a great job of inviting people into your journey. Like, you don't proclaim to be the expert at everything. It's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing the real estate thing now. I'm doing this now. I took Terry's course. I'm learning options. You invite people into the journey, not to proclaim that you know everything, but as you level up and you do enhance your lifestyle, do you ever do you ever feel concerned that like you're gonna be unrelatable to mm. your to your to your base, right? To the people because your brand is very like. You know, hey, you ain't budgeting no more, G. Let's say, let's say what it is. So, yeah. I don't budget no more. Balance <laughs> so, of like aspirational, like showing them what's possible, but also like not being out of touch from your core brand. You know what I mean? Like, you ever think about that? That's important. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I have my personal, my two brands, my true, two separate brands. So true. the woman who follows the Tanya Rapley brand, and I'd I, I be like, hey, you're not going to get budgeting tips on this platform. <laughs> you are not going to get, I don't really talk about finance like that. And I, we, I did have a moment recently where I realized I was out of touch. And it was, we were dropping a program, we were dropping our boot camp, And I was like, it's only $397. Like, <laughs> I mean, right, that's, like, that's very cheap. Yeah, I, for me, especially these rooms we be yeah, in, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, it's only 300 And my assistant was like, Tanya, that's a lot of money for some people. Like, we need to offer them a payment plan and some people can't just come up with that. And I was like, oh man, Tanya, you're getting out of touch. But it's nice to have people on my team that ground me right. back to the reality of where we were. And like, okay, yeah, you are right. So for me, yes, I've evolved. And now um, my best friend always like, she's like, you don't wear your wealth. I don't. I'm, I'm still kind of low key, but it's like little pops. Like, like you know, you know, right? You see it. It's, you know it's, little, it's little things in there. Um, but it is, it. so my goal, my goal is to remain relatable to an extent. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to downgrade my lifestyle or the abundance that I'm experiencing to make other people comfortable. That's a fact. That's a fact. So that's where I'm at. Because my whole thing is like, I'm not going to change myself to appease your insecurities. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I work like, too hard. In the words of Cardi B, <laughs> I work too hard to be humble for people who aren't working as hard as me. <laughs> like, that's a bar. Not going to. That's the whole bar. I'm here for that. She said, we got the bar. She got the bar. I'm about to say, I got, I, I'm over here to sit back. Right? That's, right. that's from the queen Cardi B. But yeah, yeah. literally, like, Work too hard. Been doing this since 2013. Right. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Been like, like, even last night, even last night, no matter, even where I am right now, last night at 2.30 a.m., I'm paying someone and sending them my ebook stuff that I need for my birthday sale. Mm -hmm. Like, I was literally up working before coming to this conference knowing I'm going to have Karis all day. So I work hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So where can we give you a five-star review? You got, you got a Google page? <laughs> I don't have a Google page, but I'll get that testimonial off of y'all. Okay, oh, so we definitely less. got a testimonial for you. We're going to take a quick second to read a testimonial that we got. So we got a five-star review on the Million Money Show. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's long. 
Y'all, we've been getting some really detailed, long one, and like Keep it's it making me feel. Yeah. It's making me feel right. good. Like it's making me feel heartwarming. Tanya, yeah. We'll get a Tanya another one day. We we getting that. So we we love to give away merch. So NYXLT gave us a review. Be about your paper. Wake up. Take a moment to breathe. Open up your podcast and play the Melon and Money show and allow it to inspire your soul and elevate your life. Okay. Come join the family and be your best selves. Gotta love Ooh. it. Gotta love it. Hey, my guy, send an email to podcast at Melon and Money with your size, your address. We'll ship you something out special. We appreciate you, whoever you are. What's his name? NYLT. NYLT. I'm going to send a book, too. And we're going to send a book. Hey, we're going to send a book. Look at that. That's an amazing testimonial. That's dope. People don't realize how important testimonials are, especially in the space that we are, especially the work we do, especially the people who don't operate with as much integrity as we do. So they, honestly, I'd be like, they're bastardizing the industry. I do feel like that. So it's so important to get testimonials. Like, no, this person is Social proof is That's so hard to see. Like, with the exploitation that goes on, we don't talk about that enough. In the financial industry, right? It's different. It's different. They hit a court. You know, it's different. And I try because I understand the need. I understand And I'm not, there are just certain practices that I think that we have a responsibility as individuals who are teaching finance that'll be like, okay, for example, if I'm going to teach you how to go get $200,000 in business credit, I need to be able to teach you how to pay that back. Right. Indeed, you need to be able to pay that back. And I think that as a financial educator, sometimes I kind of scream like, oh, do they know they got to pay that back? Right, or like, right, right. Y'all, 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 y'all just run wild with the money. How do you do this like, with no money? Down, all these oh, like yeah. just like, clickbait stuff. That's yeah. not, oh, that, what are the terms? Like, yeah, oh, right. You know, so. 27% APR? You still so, you sure you want that? It, right, exactly. <laughs> like, it looks good. So I'm really, it's just important that when you, when you align or when you recognize people who are doing the work and doing right. it well and showing up for their audience and operate integrity, give them a testimonial. Right. Because sometimes our stuff isn't always the glossiest. Right. But you know what that makes me think about? It's like the the one hit wonders versus the people music we listen to for 30 years from now. Anybody can get a bad, like I'm not, there's, there's a lot of money in scamming. There's a lot of money in clickbait. There's a lot of money in lacking integrity, but it's no longevity in it. Yes. Right? Uh, Lauren Hill has a quote. I'm full of like hip hop quotes. <laughs> we love it. But insincerity has no longevity. Exactly. And I remind myself of that because there are people who are not around still. You know, I'm mm-hmm. still doing financial education and they are on something else. On, on the, oh, the fourth thing. Right. They got to ride, keep, keep riding waves and yeah, trends. Now they're wholesaling or something. You know exactly. what I mean? Like now they're in a completely different industry or they teach in business credit. They're yeah. in a different industry, not yeah. anybody in particular, um, <laughs> but they're in a completely different industry. And yeah. it's, yeah, you just. Yeah. So, so you mentioned, um, and I'll let you go. I have another question. Okay. Well, now my question is kind of like a closing question. Okay. So it's the same question. So yeah. you, you just mentioned that you're ten years, almost ten years into the game. Yeah. Right. Wild. Right. Which is crazy. It's wild. It's crazy. Right. You, you know, you're doing a great job, and I can only imagine what the next ten years gonna look like. Right. You have a you now have a son, amazing carers that came back and forth a few times. What a generation to me to you then, and more importantly, what a generation of wealth meaning you now that you have a family. Who I think that. Before I had Karis, it was, it didn't have a face for me. Mm. It was just, it was something I knew I wanted to create and something I knew I wanted to, I knew I wanted to have a certain amount of money aside. I knew I wanted to have a certain, like yeah. assets aside. I knew I wanted things that um, children could inherit. But mm. now it literally has a face. Mm. I look at his eyes. I'm like, I got to go get it. 
Gotta I, I gotta make sure he has what he needs. Okay, all right, we're buying art. All right, this is going into the trust. I just um, became an angel investor hey. this month and oh, I found oh. two companies that I really wanted to invest in. And like the documents are in the Tanya Rapley Legacy Trust. And I'm just thinking like this is wow. something that's gonna benefit Karen. Right. You know, so generational wealth for me actually has a face, but it also is about protection mm-hmm. and growth. Yeah. Uh, it's not a one-time thing. It's like, okay, how am I growing these assets? How am I growing these things and adding to his portfolio? Instead of being like, oh, yeah, I put some money in there. He good. Like, how how are we adding to this? Right. But he, you know, whether you have a niece, a nephew, mm-hmm. a family member, a younger sibling, a child, like really putting a face to that right. for me really changed it because it's like, nah, this is for Karis. It's a game changer. Yeah. Game changer. And my thing for him is I want him and as many kids who follow my lineage to have, I don't have to be here money. That's a whole thing. A, I don't it's have to be here move. money. Yeah. It's a different move. And I'm going to say this real quick before I ask the last question. So remember I first got into entrepreneurship, I had a good buddy of mine. His name was Thomas. He was in the financial services industry. And he he wanted to show, he showed me his tax returns. Because that, that was before revenue screenshots that people show on Ooh. Instagram now. Right? Like Tax returns give right. me anxiety. <laughs> tax, <laughs> tax warrants. Yeah. Like, so he showed me, he's like, look, this is, this is the type of money you can make in this industry. Right? He showed me his tax returns. And at the time, I was kind of like, okay, this is cool. Like, I might do it. But he's, but the energy he gave off, like, when I was kind of, like, on the fence about it, he got up, closed his little binder. He said, look, look, George, I'm going to eat. And I don't eat red meat anymore. But like, I'm going to eat steak dinner tonight regardless. He's like, whether you decide to join this industry or not, like, mm-hmm. the food is going to be on the table. So I bring that up to say, based upon what you said, it's like, you want to have that energy to where it's like, regardless of what's happening, like, I'm good. Yeah. Right. And to know how liberating it's going to be for our kids, you know, our kids to be able to know they can walk in any room like this is optional. Like we good over here. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different type of energy. And so I guess to transition to our last question, you know, it's no secret that our platform is designed to serve people of color, mm-hmm. right? people of melanin. Right. Like, so what does it mean to you to be a melanin millionaire? Mm. I think what's come up a lot is like the inspiration. Mm-hmm. It, it is to inspire people beyond what they believe their current circumstances are. Sure. It is to show what is possible. Because for me, I have my mother and father, military. I didn't grow mm-hmm. up around entrepreneurs. Um, the first person to have achieved making a million dollars in a single year in my family, the first millionaire in the family. And so for me, it really is like it's demonstrating what's possible for other people who look like us because for so long we've been kept out of the systems. We've been kept out of the networks. We've been kept out of the opportunities or the information. And it's just continuing to show that. Um, So I guess that's what it means for me. It's just like showing what's possible. Absolutely. Well, Tanya, we thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for the laughs. Thank you for the gems. Thank you for even allowing, you know, your son to grace our prayer. He's going to get us the views. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, they're going to they see that. It's, it's relatable, right? right. Mind it's you, relatable. He minded his business. Yeah, like, right now, I don't he know does. what switch. <laughs> okay. um, but I, we really appreciate you because um, we know time is time is everything. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank y'all for doing this. Absolutely. We need platforms like this. Like We just need platforms like this to normalize these conversations Absolutely. among people who look like us because... You might not have a group of friends who talk about these things, but you have access to this podcast. That's a fact. And so now these are your friends. Right. These yeah. are the people. There you who, go. Like, okay, I can't call a friend, but I can turn on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you leave a comment on the right dates, we might see you, we might respond. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, but now, thank you so much. And until next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor 
leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.